Hello, everyone. I'm Kelly Lenvoy from ACE, and welcome to a special edition of Arthritis at Home. Today, we're looking back at 2023 and ahead to 2024 with a special holiday edition. And to speak with us today is Cheryl Cohen, president and founder of Arthritis Consumer Experts. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Kelly. Good to be in the studio with you again. So I'm going to ask you uh, to do a bit of a summary of 2023, but I thought I'd start because we have identified a, a theme for this year, and it's a theme that we've really borrowed from the work that we've done around truth and reconciliation. How has that work helped influence our holiday message this year, Cheryl? Yeah, so, um, you know, this isn't about, this time of year isn't about Santa Claus, right? What? For children it can be, I know, for you guys. Uh, for children it can be, um, but it really is about the season and the winter solstice season, which is on starts on December 21st. And uh, it's, it's a special time for indigenous cultures. Definitely, they've been recognizing and practicing uh, how to live one's life during the winter solstice. And I personally um, was inspired and guided by uh, my indigenous brothers and sisters, specifically in arthritis, to try to practice some of these things myself. And when we were reflecting on our work at ACE, um, it, there, there just seemed to be a really nice natural uh, connection, Kelly. And winter solstice is so much bigger than just you know, taking a few days off. It's actually going through the winter solstice with some very clear um, intentions like, you know, slowing down and resting, um, cooking and sharing comfortable meals with people, uh, reflecting on the past year, which is what we have done in our Christmas or our holiday message. Um, and, uh, you know, thanking everyone, which we hope we've done well, um, decluttering our lives uh, and and a, a number of other things. So there's lots of things that we can do in the winter solstice period. Um, and, and we touch on some of those things in our in our message. But it's really about embracing the change of, of the season uh, and welcoming in uh, winter solstice. As we reflect, what in in sort of broad terms or perspective um, stands out for you in terms of what was sort of our guiding light for, for the past year? You know, I think for so many, the phrase coming out of the pandemic was sort of often heard, often spoken and often heard, you know, and it's not just in arthritis, Kelly, we've seen this in our uh, um, other uh, disease area, organizational work. Uh, we've seen this out in society, certainly government. Um, but as we kind of went through our 23rd year of continuous operation, 
our job is to look at what's happening out in the real world of arthritis, meaning our 50,000 members and the greater 6 million and asking them, what is your world like today? Um, and it's a different world today, Kelly, than it was uh, pre-pandemic. We know that the way healthcare is delivered is different. Um, some of the gaps we faced before the pandemic are even greater post-pandemic. So it was about really working together as a team in ACE, yourself included in that, to kind of uh, you know get our finger on the pulse coast to coast of what people with arthritis are thinking, what their needs are, and those did shift definitely. And how do we update our materials? How do we shift our focus? Uh, and, and those are some of the things I think that really came uh, bubbling up as we did our work planning at the beginning of 2023 and in the delivery of that uh, actual work. And I think, you know, us understanding the urgency, I, I call that a personality trait of ACE. Because we are by, for, and with people with arthritis, we understand that just talking about addressing needs isn't enough, that we actually have to take action. Um, and I think hopefully that's what we've done over this past 12 months and will continue to do in the new year. So that exercise of listening carefully to arthritis patients coast to coast, um, we often talk about how important that is organizationally. And you often refer to not just that listening process, but how the work that we do, particularly through our national surveys, which is how we do our primary listening, how that fits into sort of this framework of listening, yeah. creating information education and advocacy. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the survey activity itself is our, as you say, our ear to the ground, it's our listening exercise. We take the findings from those surveys, which were reported on and, and they're on our website. So if people want to do some extracurricular reading, they can find it there under the Joint Health Insight uh, tab. Um, we really found out about how mental health affects arthritis and vice versa, right? It's a, it's a complex relationship between disease and, and mental health and how our illness makes mental health status worse um, and, and generally leads to poorer health outcomes all around. And those findings are being rolled into our new programming now. So we know better because we listened to Kelly, how to address through our own information education programming, the mental health and arthritis um, piece. When it comes to health literacy, which was another survey, key survey topic of ours, we found out that there were differences between genders and the type of information that is needed, where they prefer, you know, where different genders prefer to consume the information, uh, how information helps them in some of the self-care activities, such as medication taking, understanding why they're taking medication, how to take medication. Um, these are all things that we found out how to better address in our programming because we listened to them around health literacy uh, and, and 
the state of one's health literacy uh, and where they need uh, certain types of health. And then lastly, uh, we learned about arthritis and exercise. And as you know, back in 2022, the Canadian Rheumatology Association had their great debate on who should prescribe it. So, and there was, you know, a lot of back and forth and it kind of ended up being a bit of a hot potato, Kelly. And no one really took on, took ownership over who the primary uh, caregiver would be, who the primary healthcare professional would be in prescribing our exercise. Not everyone with arthritis has access to an arthritis trained physiotherapist, for example. So we learned better by asking people what their current survey exercise habits are or were before they got arthritis, what they're able to manage today and what kind of help they need. So we're now building that into our programming. We built it into information pieces in 2023 and we'll be launching a brand new joint health education course on that topic. So you know, it, our membership, you know, that line in Jerry Maguire, help me help you. Our members are so generous with their time and their experience, and they tell us what they need. And then we are the ones who have to turn around and create a program that is based on research, written in lay friendly or consumer friendly language, and then made widely available for free. That's our job. Um, and we hope we, you know, we're meeting the mark. To paraphrase another line from Jerry Maguire, it's really about uh, show me the data. Yeah. And um, I think for people uh, watching uh, this uh, this episode, uh, a reminder that we neatly package all the findings of our national surveys into special edition Joint Health Insights, as well as an infographic. And there'll be links at the end of this uh, episode uh, to those summaries that um, I think people will will find really helpful. So we, we capture the patient voice in our national surveys. We, we capture what is on top of mind for people living with arthritis, understanding their lived experience. We amplify that voice. We amplify that experience in our advocacy work as well. And maybe uh, you can summarize for us some of the work advocacy work that we did in 2023 again informed by our careful listening of our members and arthritis consumers across the country yeah you know first you remind me kelly of some of the very important work that our team is doing on behalf of canadians with arthritis this listening, unless we turn around and actually amplify through our voice, our organizational voice at decision-making tables, um, we're not closing the loop, right? We're not closing the loop in those three pieces of pie, the listening, the developing and launching education information tools, and then advocating for those things that people need. So it is the final kind of, if you're a knitter, it's the final stitch in making the sweater uh, to keep people with arthritis warm, um, I, I, I'm, I always appreciate the reminder that that's such an important piece of what we do, that simply talking about the findings of our survey results at decision-making tables is important, not to mention all the advocacy or the information materials that we build. 
Specifically, we took um, the experience of people with arthritis that are our brothers and sisters coast to coast uh, that make up ACE or arthritis consumer experts. We participated in a very meaningful way in the transfer of arthritis care of people living with um, inflammatory forms of arthritis uh, from the Northwest Tory Territories to Alberta. Um, and so, as well as transitioning them from a, an originator biologic to a biosimilar biologic. So our voice was a very important part of that table. We were part of government's ongoing conversation, as well as the rheumatology world's conversation about how best to care for these patients. The result, the end result wasn't what we wanted, but we're, it's a stepwise process. So you never in advocacy get everything you want all at once. But I think we took some very important steps there, and we have a terrific partnership with rheumatology in Alberta in this conversation. We also uh, played a meaningful role in um, transforming reimbursement coverage in the province of Ontario uh, for biosimilar biologics. And um, in the process created uh, savings that we know are gonna help innovate care for patients with arthritis driving new conversations around how better to care for patients uh, with inflammatory forms of arthritis up in the north of Ontario, where there are significant care gaps. Um, so another very important conversation. I think um, something that we've done so closely with our Indigenous scholar uh, advisor, Dr. Terry Lynn Fox, um, doing all of the work around truth and reconciliation, not just in our own organization, but promoting the need for it across the broader arthritis community and specifically focusing on the calls to action 18 to 24. We launched the arthritis call to action website, Kelly, mm. which was a fantastic outcome of the work that we've been doing um, with our Indigenous advisors over the last two years. And it's now a very valuable resource for people in the arthritis community uh, colonials, settlers in our on this land, um, uh, to do their work in a way that is culturally appropriate, that is safe, um, that considers and respects traditional healing practices and beliefs. So, this this walk that we're on, this journey that we're on with Dr. Fox and others, um, is is probably one of the most uh, meaningful pieces of work that we've done. I think over the last two and a half years and we continue to do this work now um, uh, into the future. And we're very lucky uh, to be uninvited guests on the land of the Coast Salish peoples. It's where most of our team members live, work and play. And we're very um, grateful to be able to do that. And then I think another important piece, Kelly, of making noise from the surveys is raising arthritis awareness during provincial elections. And uh, as most in our country know, we had three uh, elections, uh, two in provinces and one in territory, Alberta, Manitoba, and the Northwest Territory. So making certain that uh, arthritis was the uh, top of mind for people running for office in those provinces and territory. And now we have meetings set up to talk to them about arthritis and how it should be a focus of their uh, mandate letters in health and other uh, portfolios of government. 
That's a really valuable program because what we know during every election, healthcare is always, you know, number one or two topic of concern for voters. And yet the candidates who don't want to get bogged down into details about healthcare and healthcare reform don't really talk specifically about healthcare issues. And this is a way I think that ACE effectively tries to get them focused and have them express in some detail their positions on models of care of arthritis in their province or territory. And I think our our audience really appreciates uh, getting that information and helping inform them as they as they get prepared yeah, to vote. Absolutely. And the only thing I would add to that's a really good point, Kelly. The only thing I would add to that is, and I, it's important for people who are viewing the program to know this. We get so many letters and they're all posted back to our website, by the way. You can go to the advocacy section. I think they'd be surprised how many respond, Kelly, saying, oh, I have an aunt who has rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, you know, my mom has it. My sister has it. The people we elect to office, we're helping them talk about it too. They're leading their own personal lives, Kelly, not talking about something that is impacting their family, their family member, or even themselves. We are helping them open their mouth and talk about arthritis in the same way that the mental health community did years ago when mental health, those things weren't spoken about. Mental health disorders were not in the conversation and now they are. And this is how we have to make it happen in arthritis. We have to encourage our politicians, our elected officials to talk about what's happening to them in their own lives. They are us and we are them. So my message to you is write to your elected official and tell them about your arthritis. And I guarantee you, you're going to get an empathic letter back right? You're going to get an empathetic voice coming back to you. Thank you for letting me have my own little unpaid political message. <laughs> yeah. Basically, send them a letter and say, let's talk. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's time to talk. And maybe time, time to, to talk, talk about talk. arthritis. It's time yes. to talk about arthritis. And maybe that's a great segue um, to sort of putting a bow on, on the holiday message here. Time to talk time to take action. Maybe these are some of the things that we're thinking about for 2024. And I turn it over to you if you have any other final messages for our viewers as we head into the holiday season. Yeah, I guess a couple of things. Um, one, I want to assure the folks that lean on us, our members, our partners, um, you know, the arthritis public at large or people just simply interested in arthritis, that our roadmap at ACE is clear. And it's clear because of the listening that we do and how we turn that listening into action. I think that's, I want to assure people that that process is like, that is, that's what it, that's the fire in our belly every day at ACE. Two, I want to say, um, hopefully to folks who are in government who may be tuning in, that governments can't, uh, they can no longer afford, you know, to delay making positive change in our community. They've done it in so many, and we congratulate them on that. But they have to recognize that 
arthritis, all, all the different types of it, but arthritis is serious. It's serious like cancer. It's serious like mental health. It's serious like diabetes. It crushes lives in so many ways that aren't even thought of by decision makers in government. Um, that it is a serious cause of constant pain. And I mean that when I say it. People with arthritis, so many of us live in constant pain because of you know, ineffective care delivery, not enough care delivery, ineffective medications. Although we have a number of very good medications now in our medicine chest, half of the people that have my disease still don't respond to the very best medicines we have. So I think that's a real, that's a very important thing for government to hear is time. It's time to get real with arthritis. And then last, I guess I want to say, not say, but invite everyone in our audience to join us. You know, we work hard and we try to make our work fun and upbeat because just thinking about arthritis sometimes is depressing. So we try to keep a very positive approach to our work. That's why we're our programming all falls under that word joint health. We like to think about the glass half full in arthritis, not half empty. Um, and we want them to join us. We want them to join us in spirit, uh, in word and deed, and make things culturally appropriate, relevant, accessible, equitable. We want people to go all in with us on making these words the foundation of the care that we're getting uh, in, in Canada. And then, of course, just wishing everyone... Kelly, uh, a safe and healthy and peaceful holiday uh, season, winter solstice. Um, it's It really is a time to kind of rest and reflect um, and also rejuvenate and come back into the new year uh, with the same fire in our belly. So I just uh, thank you and the whole team at ACE uh, and everyone out there in arthritis land um, we are you and you are us and we love you to pieces and, and we're so uh, grateful to be able to do work for you. Happy holidays, everyone. Looking forward to seeing you in 2024. Thanks, Cheryl. Peace.